0: Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Sunday. Margo is back. We're not in the same room, we're each on the computer, but we're looking forward to chatting about our Indie Birth midwifery school today in some more detail. And so, where do we want to start?
1: Well, I guess let's start with why we're talking about this, and we were prompted last week, I believe it was, on one of our students' exit interviews. She shared something to the effect of, this is like such an awesome program and such an awesome curriculum, and I would love to hear more about how you guys created it and came up with it, and, uh, the structure and what's included, and Like, how you created such a cool thing that just felt so perfect. You know, she said she couldn't have come up with something uh, this awesome on her own doing self study and just encouraged us to share sort of the origin stories of the school, not necessarily the part where like we decided to make it, but like how, like the actual curriculum, what courses are included, you know, why we have it the way it is, since it's so awesome.
0: Yes, thank you to this amazing student for that feedback. And I think we don't have to go into the whole origin story of when we started, but we did start a while ago at this point, right? How many years old is this baby we call our school?
1: little baby. Uh, I think it was 2016 was the summer of 2016 was the first
0: yeah. cohort started yeah okay that's what I thought so I always say five or six years and that's about right so we're not in the infancy mode I don't think we're headed towards teenagehood or something Um, but yeah we started I feel like with courses that maybe felt a little more basic if I think back and there is something about the evolution of having had cohorts of women go through and finish and us able to reevaluate and change things. And I think really deepen the courses and add other ones. And we're going to talk about all that, but that definitely has felt like an evolution to me. I don't think we started where we are right now.
1: Yeah. I'd love to hear more of what you have to say about that. Cause I was thinking we actually mostly have I was, and this is how I think a lot of our things go. I, my perspective was like <laughs> most of it is actually the same. But right there is, there have been changes. And as you're saying that I realized there were some I hadn't even thought about for a really long time.
0: Yeah, I think we're both right. I think it depends what level you're talking about. And in my right. mind, I don't know, I was thinking of maybe some of the courses we didn't start with like there's one called metaphysical midwifery and Mm -hmm. that's pretty new and so I think not only is it a new course but the way we approach that was completely different so maybe we need to start more at the beginning but that's what I was talking about
1: yes very good well let's start at the beginning I mean we had this idea we decided to do it to to start this school and I think it'd be fun to kind of like tell the story as much as we can remember because again this was a long time ago at this point like where how how we came to this set or at least the original set of courses that were included was it at your house we were at your
0: house it was it was at my house and yes I think it was summer was it not and we made a bunch of note cards you and your your index cards I remember just writing down every possible idea for a course, you know, even if they kind of overlapped at the moment, but just everything we thought.
1: The big topics, to no, yeah,
0: big topics,
1: yeah. And then that was such a cool exercise in its in itself. Was like, how how do we put these together, and, and then what order do they need to go in, and which things maybe aren't as important because you know the school could be the whole program could be many years long if we added everything and anything. And so what were the things that were the most crucial? And, and some of that we didn't learn until getting into it and through trial and error, but that was really fun I thought. And, you know, trying to think through what is the scaffolding needed so that students could feel like they were ready to take on some of the more advanced concepts and, and that sort of thing was really, Really cool, especially, you know, neither of us are educators by trade.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Although we each had our own foray into midwifery school as students. And I think a lot of what we came up with was maybe in positive response like, oh, okay, I remember covering this topic that was really useful. Or, of course, we're going to have, you know, Whatever breach birth, um, but then kind of using the basis of the school that we went through and thinking what was lacking, mm-hmm. and I'd say you know from my my viewpoint, there really wasn't any kind of internal work. There wasn't really anything reflective. It was very clinical in a sense, and I think that's probably true of most midwifery schools. I mean, unless I'm really off, I know there might be some exceptions, but. That's something that it was fun. Um, It was fun to think through those topics as well. So while we were placing, you know, twins or breach or lab work, we were also thinking, okay, what else would these students need to know themselves better to be able to study this stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then maybe we can talk about that a little bit more in depth too, just around like how we structured, you know, because even like the breach class that we have, there's internal work associated with that like I think I just read somebody's final project and uh, I think you came up with the final project for that class and it was something to the effect of you know after reading all of this learning all of this like what is your comfort level with this and just be honest and and tell us kind of how you're going to move forward it's not you know prove to us that you know how to get a breech baby out because like you know yes we want them to know the concepts, but. We really want people to be doing that, again, internal reflective kind of work as they go, even in the more clinical courses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And boundary setting. And I think we were talking about before we started the recording that most midwifery schools are set up with licensing in mind. So the rules Mm -hmm. and regs, the protocol is built in. Whereas for our students, we're really encouraging them to decide for themselves where their lines are. And so that's a really important part of digesting a topic is figuring out, well, if I was the midwife, you know, even a new midwife, like where are my boundaries? What questions would I have? Where would I go for support? And these aren't things you're going to find an answer to in a textbook, but they're just as important, of course.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So I guess we can put in the show notes. Um, I had pulled up our curriculum page, which if people are interested and you're not listening on our site, you can go to indiebirthmidwiferyschoolorg slash curriculum. Um, it's one of the tabs up at the top. If you just wind up on the midwifery school website itself, and it goes through all of the courses that we have built, uh, into this program. And I was wondering, I wonder what the best, like, I don't want to just read it to people, but I think it'd be cool for them to hear a little bit, uh, you know, in terms of examples of how that looks, since like you said, it is pretty different.
0: Yeah. I think an example would be great. Even if you just read a couple, I think it'll be clear what we mean after you do that, because there's really a difference um, in feeling between, I don't know, like- (laughs) Section A and section B, you know, like it right. kind of flip flops back and forth. And again, I think we, well, I know we were really intentional about that for a lot of reasons that we know a lot of this study and learning can take up a large chunk of the brain and reading and all of this. And then we also felt really strongly that we needed to alternate it with some more introspective topics to give people a break, but also so that they remember they're in control of this experience. It's not just totally uh like automated
1: yeah cool well i'll read through some of these courses um in order for our 40-week midwifery foundations program Um, we also have the intro to autonomous midwifery course that comes first and is really great it's a 10-week course but then people get launched into this 40-week midwifery foundations program and uh before i go through a couple of those Uh, I just wanted to mention that it really mirrors the apprenticeship experience, I think, in a lot of ways. And that was part of um, how we put together this program, too, was thinking through what would we want our own apprentices to learn and in what order and at what pace. So it's a 20-month program. That doesn't mean that apprenticeships are 20 months long. But in a lot of ways, the scaffolding mirrors the way that that looks Um, for apprentices, and it's worked really well, um, I think. I've, you know, had, I've had one apprentice graduate, and I have another who's um, about halfway through, and and so far, it's worked really well for them. So, without further ado, so Unit 1 of our 40-week Foundations includes Speaking Your Truth Content Creation, which is a really awesome course, which sets the foundation and the tone for the whole program and also sort of our whole philosophy. Uh, Of course, you're here listening to a podcast that Marin and I are creating. We think that creating content is super important, especially for the midwives who are going to change the world. And so this is We, you know, we kind of throw people into the deep end and we say, hey, like, this is what we need from you. Uh, This is what the world needs from you. And even if you don't go out into the world and have a blog or a podcast while you're here with us, that's what we're going to ask you to do. So a lot of our projects are based around creating content uh, that's either for clients or for the public world uh, to to learn about birth. And so that's where we start. Uh, they also are concurrently taking midwifery herstory so really getting rooted into the history of this work the herstory of this work and then also counseling the art and science of relationship building in midwifery so all really important places to begin this journey and then after those three courses which are taken at the same time then people go into the wise woman within course do you want to talk about that Maren since I believe you You made that one, right?
0: Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm trying to remember what exactly is in there. But essentially, it's a couple of weeks again to take a break from heavy reading, heavy thinking, and just remember why you're here, remember what you bring to this work, or maybe people don't even know and they kind of leave that open. Um, The students are. Encouraged to develop some kind of project that connects them, if I remember correctly. So it could be anything from getting your hands in the dirt and starting a garden to whatever, something more spiritual or religious. And uh, they can kind of do a write up of that and share it. And from what I've heard, I think students really enjoy that. And again, maybe we'll talk about this more today or some other time, but despite differences in spiritual beliefs or religious beliefs, it's really open. It's really, really open. It's just an invitation to remember how powerful you are as a woman and kind of get people hyped up about that in a great way. And people would think that has nothing to do with birth on the outside. But of course, we know that it does.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think the feedback has overwhelmingly been positive. That was one that we added. That was not Hmm. something we started with. Yeah. And I think we realized pretty quickly that we needed to start there. Even with these really cool students we had coming in, we needed to set the tone and set the foundation for their study and, and really uh, take those two weeks with that material, um, even though sometimes it's like, oh, well, how do we, you know, people often want to get to the meat of it, um, Right, but it's really birth? important. Yeah, it's really important to be like, hey, like you're going to not be uh, a super effective birth worker if you don't start here. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I have something to insert there. We also added the intro to Autonomous Midwifery not long ago. So it mm-hmm. just goes to show you, not that a lot of people are out there probably plotting their own midwifery school, but if you are, let me tell you <laughs> that what you start with really you know, may not be what you end up with because you really can't know till you're in it. So I think once again, we may be overestimated where people were at. And even if it yeah. wasn't that, it was us saying clinical information is not all that we need. So we want to make sure people are equipped with that, but what else do they need? And it turns out that we needed to have an, a whole introductory course. And again, that's like fairly new. So I feel I feel good about that for the current students and the people to come, because I think that's really beneficial with getting them on the same page philosophy-wise and just making sure everybody's on the same page before they start the 40 weeks.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say a few seconds more about that, because I think it was fascinating when we realized this, that there were students coming into the program who were in apprenticeships. They already had birth experience, some of them even. And some didn't, of course, but even these students who we thought had a really firm understanding of birth didn't. And so getting, we, we got too far ahead of where people were at and without even knowing it, they were bringing in some like strange beliefs that were either passed on from, you know, just culturally or from their preceptors or whatever. And so we had to really go back to square one. And there was this feeling of like, oh, well, the people coming into this program, this is but like... too too early kind of, too basic of stuff was the feeling um, at first when we were throwing this idea around, but it's become clear that that's not the case, um, that it's actually really, really good. It's sort of like a reorganization for people. It's like a full experience of what does birth look like? What is midwifery? What is that role? And gives them a chance to, again, I keep coming back to that word scaffolding, but lay that really strong base before getting into some higher level stuff
0: right and i mean i guess to not we don't have to keep going with it but like in hindsight now it didn't really make sense that we didn't provide that we again maybe assume people knew but you know like the wise woman model for example it's like how can you go into prenatal care and not have that as your backbone and not have that as your understanding So I think that's been really great. And looking at projects recently, I feel even more sure of that because, you know, the books we know are important are being read, um, and you know, just informed choice. Like, what does that even mean? How can you launch into a midwifery study if you're still confused about things like this? So, yeah, the intro course is really great. I'm I'm proud of us for that.
1: Me too. And I think it really speaks to uh, the way that self education even though I think it's fantastic, sometimes misses the mark, uh, self-study, especially in something as complex and complicated as midwifery. There's amazing books out there. The internet's amazing. Like smart people can teach themselves pretty much anything, but the problem is, you know, not knowing what you don't know. And so I think a lot of people made the same assumption we did, which is like, oh, and we've had students say this or like, oh, the intro course, like I might is it okay if I kind of zoom through it instead of taking the full 10 weeks? And then they get into it they're like, oh, I didn't realize that my study, self-study had been really patchy. Uh, and so this fills in those patches so that they can you know, move forward in a stronger way. So just putting it out there that that is possible. We've also had other students who are like, this actually is stuff I already know and they are welcome to zoom through it. But <laughs> the vast majority have benefited a lot. So thank you for bringing that up, Erin. I think that is a cool example of some of the evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Should I share just like a couple more here? Sure. Cool. Uh, We then have people go into taking three more courses together. And those three are hormonal balance and fertility awareness, exploring birth models around the world and the heart of what we do, wise woman prenatal care. And then that is followed by two weeks on placentation and early fetal development. So it's like, there's a, there's a little bit of a break. You go down to one course for two weeks instead of taking three courses at once uh, for six weeks. And so we have this ebb and flow built into the program as well, which has evolved and is sort of interesting if we wanna talk about that. But did you wanna talk about any of those courses in general?
0: Oh. Those are some of my favorites. So I, I might have a lot to say, but let's see. Uh, the Wise Women Care. What was the other one? Uh, fertility Awareness and oh, Birth right. Models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all of those. Um, you know, Birth Models is really a cool course. I remember coming up with a lot of the content in there. And the point is really to dream, you know. So again, we have this beautiful blend I think of the science and the sacred aspects of birth and not just sacred but the like revolutionary um, part of doing this work so dreaming about what birth could look like about what midwifery could look like is worth our time it's worth our time every day of the Mm -hmm. year not just in birth models so yeah I have a special place in my heart for that course and I always love seeing what students come up with Um, and, you know, kind of across the board, I feel like, uh, people aren't taught to dream, you know, and Mm -hmm. maybe they're not even really expansive. And I, and I think it's a great encouragement for all of us too. So I look at those projects and I'm like, yeah, that's great. But like, what if it was even bigger than that? And what if Mm -hmm. the world was even more receptive to this crazy idea you have of whatever model? So I think that's a really fun course. And and again, not something you get in a meek midwifery school. It's just not going to happen.
1: No, because there's one way to do it.
0: There's one way to do it. And God, please don't dream because then you might, you know, get outside of the box. Uh, But also there's just not time. I don't think in courses like that, despite people paying $40,000, there's not time for them to like create and dream uh, in my estimation.
1: (laughs) I would agree with that. Well, we could go through literally all, I think it's 30 courses, but we probably don't need to do that. You've probably gotten the idea at this point if you're listening and you should totally go check out that page yourself. Um, And there's also a button on there that says see more details about individual courses. And it kind of goes through some of the learning objectives and topics that are covered in the different modules. And it can show you just how rich and kind of, you know, over the top these courses are. And I think something we had said we wanted to talk about was the process of actually making them as well. And before we started the recording, I was reflecting on how much work these were to create. (laughs) It was a lot of work, but also really cool and super, super worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And it was hard work. And I was thinking how I love that that's come through. I think they really are rich courses. But something you were mentioning earlier, just about the timing and the flow, I feel like we have really feminized the school in a good way since we started. I think it's really normal to start a school with like a really linear, like really male kind of structure. And I, again, am super proud of us for kind of listening to students and listening to ourselves and having that flow that feels, again, really feminine. Also, we could talk about later, just the absence of grading is another way it feels really feminine, but still, you know, within this very understandable structure. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, and like you said, the flow what I think we noticed was when we originally had been doing like full-on breaks in between, what did we call them? Trimesters? We had trimesters, right?
0: Oh man, that's like a blast from the past. I feel like I barely remember that. Right. And then we'd have some amount of
1: weeks, it was like a bunch of weeks off in between them. And it was very herky-jerky and people would just sort of like disintegrate during the break and then they'd come back and be overwhelmed. And so, yeah. um, I just did a newsletter about this this week, this idea of like people, you know, doing this program with young kids or even having a baby in the midst of the program. And I think what we realize is that once people are in the groove, like we really shouldn't get them out of the groove with a big, long sure. break.
0: It's like labor, you know, what are you thinking? Stopping, stopping someone's labor. You got to yeah, don't stop that support blow. it,
1: Keep it going. <laughs> but that people did benefit or what, you know, our hypothesis was that they would benefit from a a little bit of a break, but not a full break. So, you know, they didn't disengage from the school. They didn't, you know, start a new hobby. <laughs> they
0: didn't- right, right. Summer break and all that really detrimental to midwifery school from what we've seen.
1: Yes, totally. Because there's every excuse in the book to not finish or not keep going because it's hard. And I think that was something I wanted to make sure we talked about was, you know, I'm sure if you've listened to this point, you're not somebody who thinks this. So maybe it's not even worth saying, but like this myth that the kind of midwifery that we talk about is coming from a place that's uneducated or not well studied. I just want people to know that like, that is not the case at all. Our students are studying, you know, probably somewhere between 12 and 15 hours a week for 20 months. I could do the math real quick, but it's a lot. And that's not even including the apprenticeship time, of course. So I'm going to do the math real quick while you say something else. Marin. <laughs> well, then.
0: <laughs> I think it is worth saying, even if someone has gotten this far in the podcast, I think I won't name the other schools because I think we all know some of the um, you know, the options that are not meek accredited, maybe aren't even called midwifery schools, but there's definitely some other options. And I think you and I, to be just totally blunt, are always looking to uh, set ourselves apart from that because we don't feel like we fit at all because we are, we are actual midwives. We go to births. um, We're always learning. We're always studying. This isn't a like pray to God and just sit in the other room because babies always fall out course. You know, there right. is stuff to know. So I think that is important to say, because we get people all the time that are like, oh, I was going to take this like sacred birth course. And again, I'm not going to name any of them. Um, but, you know, how is yours different? It's like, whoa, like, it's actually nothing like that other than, yes, we acknowledge birth is sacred and that is a piece. Um, there's a whole lot to know and a whole lot of work that goes into this.
1: Yeah. So I did the math and it's at least a thousand hours of studying in our program. And that was the number I had in my brain. I just wanted to double check it before I spouted it out here on this podcast episode. But yeah, it's like a lot of work and, and introspection and creating projects. And it's a it's a real it's a real deal.
0: It is. You know, I saw a comment on our social platform which if you didn't know, is free to join. But also that's where all of the midwifery school classes are housed. So all the midwifery students are there. And anyway, this comment or question, one of our recently finishing students, I think saying, um, hey, like, can we get together with other students that maybe have finished and like, talk about like, how this actually looks. And, you know, I'm developing myself as a midwife is the go home you know, part of that, like people that are doing our school aren't just going back to the doing nothing or going back to doula work. I mean, some of them probably are, but a lot of them are like taking major steps forward to not just be midwives, but to figure out who they are as a midwife. And I think that is just such a huge, important thing to highlight. You know, if you're looking at other schools, um, you're reading all their material, talk to their students And that's a great question, I think. Like, do you feel like you were supported in developing yourself as the midwife you're meant to be? Not like a cookie cutter, like get your piece of paper kind of midwife. Um, I'm so proud of our students for that. I love seeing them like figure this out and, and be supported in like that unique work.
1: Yeah, and that is absolutely built into the curriculum and particularly into the projects that we ask students to create and submit as part of the program, you know, like, we want them to leave feeling like they have a good sense of their next steps and their direction and what kind of midwife they're going to be. And so all those things that we think are really important and that we've seen be really crucial to a midwife actually doing this, a student going from being a student to actually being a midwife, we've built in. And if we find somewhere new that, you know, if we get feedback from, a student or an apprentice or whatever around, like, you know, this is a thing that I feel like I'm missing, or this is a thing that I feel like I need more of, then we go back in and re- we reinforce uh, the program. So we had a student recently say that she still felt like she needed some more something, a little more something, something around like fetal heart tones. And so I spent a couple hours. Digging back through the internet, digging back through my uh, resources here in my office, my giant midwifery library, seeing what maybe I didn't add in the first time to that section of the course. It's actually courses. It's in multiple places in the program and, and added some stuff. And I have some ideas to, to create some more videos and some more practice opportunities and that sort of thing too. So we take that feedback and we, we apply it. I guess, is the other thing we wanted to share. It's a living creation, if we haven't already said that.
0: (laughs) I don't think we did, and I think that is really important. I know the midwifery school I went to and you went to was just static, so there wasn't anything added, and there weren't actually any, like, live people or updated information, right, because things are always changing. We're always learning more, and even if we're, you know, even if there isn't some great, like, technological advancement there's just cool people we need uh the other day I was talking with someone that has a pretty good established foot in the postpartum support world and you know she's interested in in collaborating and I wasn't
1: sure where you were going with established foot
0: (laughs) established foot what's an established foot foot? I don't know I'm mixing up my metaphors or maybe not I'm sorry. Her foot is so established <laughs> in the postcard. So
1: established. <laughs> That's true. That's awesome. Okay. But
0: anyway, I mean, yeah, just talking with her and saying like, "Hey, we're always open to our students learning more, of course, and like gaining different perspectives and resources." So we could take some videos from you and plop them in the course, and you know, just kind of always change them and edit them, like you're saying.
1: Yeah, or bring them on for like weekly student calls. And I have someone I'm talking to about adding some nervous system-informed awesomeness to our program. So yeah. And as you were saying that, it it reminded me that I wanted to go back into like our diagnostic testing course and add some stuff. I've been learning about ferritin levels and stuff just around my personal health even, and always wanting to make it better and make it more useful. And at some point we'll probably have to not stop doing that, but but like maybe just add on a super advanced mastermind program that comes after or something, but we're not there yet. Right. Maybe in 10 years, yeah. I have more energy.
0: Well, and birth experience too, you know, yes, I feel like absolutely. a couple of, yeah, I know you have too, like things come up with clients we're working with, whether it's lab results or maybe their birth. And yep. if they give us permission, making that into a case study and or doing a student call and sharing this birth so it's like real time almost you know it's like this is happening in my life right now I want to share it with the students what can we all learn and yeah it's not like 20 years old it's the magic of the internet welcome (laughs) Welcome to the internet (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that I was waiting for it so yeah (laughs) it is everything everything all of the time
1: so that's what we should say. That should be our new tagline. The yeah. Indie berthman School, a little bit of everything all the time. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. Thanks, Bo Burtum.
1: <laughs> okay, what else?
0: What else? Courses,
1: curriculum, how we made it.
0: Uh, the projects, I feel like, are a fun 30 seconds, even though you've said a little bit. So just to be clear with people, because this comes up a lot in questions, each class has a final project. You don't absolutely have to do it. And I know that sounds crazy. And we want you to do them. But if you don't, you don't because you're a free person that can do what they want. And you're, you're a grown know. ass
1: woman. <laughs>
0: you're a grown ass woman. Like pick for yourself. We're not forcing you into any of this. So I don't know. Maybe you have a baby yourself or whatever, and you decide to skip a few. Okay, that's fine. But should you decide to tackle one or all of them? And we have had a few students who have tackled all of them. They are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be creative and they're supposed to be useful to you. So we don't want people doing the kinds of things like someone asked me on an interview the other day, um, oh, like, do we do any like 20 page papers? You know, thinking back to college days, perhaps when we all burn the midnight oil, right, to get the stupid 20-page paper done that now you don't remember anything about? So the answer is no, yeah. because uh, a 20-page 20 paper, 20 paper probably isn't useful to you or your clients. So how about, you know, whatever the project is, a brochure? How about a video for your clients? How about whatever? Um, make it fun. And if it doesn't feel useful, let us know or don't do it.
1: Totally. I think we should do a whole other episode about the unschooling approach.
0: To yeah. That would be fun.
1: And like how that fits into our own lives and then into this, that would be great.
0: Yeah. Next so time. many, so many like, yeah, subtopics. So I'll stop at that. I guess I wanted
1: to just mention, I feel like people would know this, but again, assumptions. We've also had really amazing like experts create, I think you, you mentioned asking this other firmly footed friend firmly uh, to
0: firmly footed friend
1: to make some videos but you're not gonna speak. let me
0: live that one down
1: i'm not gonna we gotta we gotta laugh on these people yeah, like no, it they're like gonna oh laughing. we love when we're
0: laughing you guys are laughing it's always me saying the stupid thing but it's okay I'm maybe okay, you just so.
1: don't notice the stupid <laughs> things i say
0: because i'm too serious yes maybe <laughs>
1: okay what was I gonna say oh yeah so you know some of these courses were like commissioned by really amazing people in the field I mean I like I'm just looking at this list here and people like Karen Strange and Gail Hart and um you know really wonderful midwife friends of ours who maybe you don't know their names but they're just as awesome and Nathan's made some stuff for us Dr. Riley
0: Nathan Dr. Riley has made some stuff (laughs) Dr. Stu And I know they're willing to make more. name dropping. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're like currents. They're like available. Like I think Nathan had talked about making us a new twin video or, you know, these people are, are kind of a part of the fabric. Like they're not appearing all of the time, but I know last year with Dr. Stu, someone asked like, Hey, could we get him on a call? We have questions for him. Okay. Well, there he, there he is. Here he is. Ask him your questions. So. Ask away, ask away.
1: Yes. We have a lovely friend who uh, does Ayurvedic work, who's made wonderful things for us. We've had an amazing, a couple different amazing people talk about breastfeeding, uh, lactation support. So it's not just me and Maren all of the time. It's a little bit of everyone. All of the time. It, it would be really
0: boring <laughs> if it was us all of the time. I'm so glad totally we would. have smart friends.
1: So glad we have smart friends and that helped us put this school together and keep making it even better. Well, what else? Have we exhausted this topic?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm not thinking of anything at the moment. I mean, there's a million more things to talk yeah, about, could,
1: but. We could go into a full on pitch for the school, but we really wanted to just talk about like, what is the curriculum and why did we put it together that way? And
0: just Do you again, to? Oh, go for it. Like. We could talk just a few minutes about the advanced midwifery program before we
1: yeah. sign off. Sure. What should we say about the advanced midwifery program? Uh, it's advanced, it is awesome. It switches again the flow, and this is what's really cool. Uh, I think we recognized that for these advanced topics, they really needed students' full attention as opposed to earlier in the program when it actually was most beneficial to be kind of learning, you know, I'm going to go back up here to unit five of the 40 weeks for just a second. The students take three courses at the same time. They take pregnancy nutrition. They take the magic and science of labor and birth, and it's an anatomy and physiology course. And they also take diagnostic testing for midwives. And so by taking all three of those at the same time, they're sort of um, I don't want to say force because they're not forced, but there's an <laughs> opportunity to start making connections and kind of integrate the material because even though they're discrete courses, all of this fits together like a puzzle piece. And so it's better, I think early, I think we think early on for them to be sort of absorbing all these different aspects at once and marrying them together in interesting ways. And then later in the program, when they're in the advanced section, then we go into this other model where they really dive into each topic by itself. So they start with the journey through the pelvis and an exploration of the dystocias. So three weeks on that, all the things that can kind of go awry with this process of the baby getting out. Then they we have three different sections on business skills, which I wish we had a better name than business skills, but how you're going to really take this material and run with it after you leave the school. So like setting your plan up for what's next is really what these, those three courses are about. So the first one of those comes next, the intro to badass business skills from advice. Then they get three weeks on postpartum hemorrhage. And it's a longer title, it's a good title. It's Building Your Confidence in Recognizing and Handling the Rare Complication of Postpartum Hemorrhage. It's kind of a mouthful. Uh, (laughs) Then there's another two weeks on Wise Woman, Conscious Business and Community Building. And then three weeks on Complex Birth Theory and Technique, Twins Breach Prolonged Labor. And then two weeks on Manifesting Your Sacred midwifery Free Business. Three weeks on Lactation Science and Breastfeeding Support. I'm just going to read them all three weeks on the baby's transition earth side and the art of neonatal resuscitation, and then three weeks on multidimensional midwifery in the prenatal period. So stuff that can come up um, in pregnancy. And then our newest course, which is the advanced midwifery counseling and metaphysical midwifery course um, is at the end.
0: Yeah, it's quite a lineup there. It's quite a lineup. A crescendo, yeah, there at the end, yeah, that does feel better than how we used to do it. I know the students in the past were maybe a little overwhelmed when we had different timing and a different way of combining those, like we had some of those happening together, which was just yes, too much in hindsight, yeah, just too much, even emotionally. So, I love that we've split it up this way, and yeah, maybe it's obvious, but I think it kind of mirrors the actual life of a midwife you know I mean I feel that way it's like you're not always focusing on on clinical stuff you know a lot of the time you are figuring out like how to reach your community or you know things that feel just more rooted in the present and going back and forth like that feels like good practice to me
1: yeah and you know not that nutrition isn't important not that counseling isn't important but like when students are moving from student midwife to midwife role uh, something that we've seen come up time and again is that not feeling confident in these advanced topics is often part of the trepidation in doing that and so giving people a chance to be like this is the three weeks where I really dig into this one that scares me. Uh And I read everything there is to read about this topic pretty much. And I watch all these videos with different perspectives and I practice myself and, and start thinking about what my approach will be so that I could do it in my sleep. And they leave those courses feeling like there's been no stone left unturned. That's that's always my goal. And that was my approach when I was kind of finishing up my studenthood, I needed to feel like, okay, I did it. Like I did my due diligence and I know this topic inside and out. Not like, oh, I kind of did that while I was doing this other thing. Like we really want students to feel like they've had that opportunity um, because it's uh, beneficial and part of their likelihood of success moving forward.
0: Yeah, they're great courses. I mean, I know I've accessed them for myself sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. reviewing, refresher. right, for a birth in a specific birth scenario that you're anticipating or yeah, just a refresher. And I love checking them out every now and then and seeing what we've added and, you know, coming across new information again that can be added. So all in all, I think the school feels like it's in a really good and solid place. And we know that it's just the right match for a lot of women out there. Uh, so check it out check it out go to the site get all your questions answered and if it's right for you we welcome you to schedule a time to talk about enrolling
1: do it as leah said it's like you know or i mean as other people have said too not just leah but like someone once said the the it's like being a kid in the candy store so (laughs) it's like if your absolute nerdiest midwife friends in the entire world spent way too many hours curating the best content creating the coolest videos and put it all in one place for you right like i would have been so stoked to have this as a student and i'm so glad that we created it even though it was a labor of love it was a long labor or maybe labor. Maybe, we're still in, maybe we're still in labor i
0: don't know i don't think we're still in labor but no, we had a few labors we had a few labors to like really refine it and again We'll do that on another podcast, maybe talking yeah. about that. But yeah, it's been refined and I'm sure it's, you know, like it's you be... said, living. Yeah, it'll be refined again. But I think the version it's at feels really solid.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you tried to wrap up there and then I kind of unwrapped us. So
0: <laughs> let me try again. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to check it out, indiebirthmotofre school.org. And you can always submit an email with whatever questions you have. We'll make sure someone gets back to you with great responses and yeah, you'll figure it out. Resources. Yeah. yeah. You'll figure it out if it's right for you. And if it is, we'll hurrah. see you in class. Yep. And if it's not, good luck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To so we continue. Thanks for chatting.